Most people would agree that 2022 was a rough road. The good news is there's new five new savings and tax rules that could help boost your retirement savings. And we've got the details coming right up. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Coach Pete, and if you've got questions on how to properly structure your assets and build retirement income, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Financial Safari. Hello, welcome once again. It is Financial Safari, and Marty Neville is the author of the book Retirement Smart America, an Amazon bestseller, and his firm is Smart Money Solutions. His game, retirement. And Marty, you got my attention there. Um, Wow, what? It sounds kind of good. New some new tax laws or rules or yeah yeah some new uh, you know adjustments and 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 changes to the tax code. So there's there's been some good things happening. Okay, we'll look at op- and you're always looking for opportunities for your clients. So we're going to look at some opportunities here with this. Uh, yeah, of course, Secure Act 2.0. You found a lot of opportunities in that. What okay? So with what we're looking at for 2023. What's what's the difference in income brackets and withholdings? Well, you know, the uh, the IRS adjusted how much employers can take out of the for, for federal taxes and they increased the brackets. So it's because the incre- they increased the brackets, the withholdings should go down. Mm-hmm. So that's going to result in more uh, more take home pay and more money in your uh, in your pay envelope, okay. so to speak, All right. uh, as uh, as the weeks and months go by. So, yeah, it's as of January 1st, uh, the brackets have changed, which means that there was an adjustment uh, in the brackets, which means there was an adjustment to the federal income taxes, which means the tax uh, your tax withholding should go down. Slightly, but they'll go down. Go down. Now you do taxes. Now you don't do taxes for the general public, but as a perk for some some of your clients, if not most, you you do their taxes as well. So help me understand this because I'd heard as far as the standard deduction, um, it almost makes no sense to to go with anything other than that. I don't know even know if that's right, uh, but you know a, a lot of the line item deductions. I guess people just said just do the standard. But are, are tax deductions going up this year? Well, the the deductions, the standard deduction is twenty seven seven for this year. Okay. So so you know that's up eighteen hundred dollars from twenty twenty two. That's for a couple, a married couple filing jointly. For a single and taxpayer, uh, it's thirteen eight fifty. So you've got to have, you know, deductions of more than either twenty-seven seven or thirteen eight. So I guess that's what I was rambling about then. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> okay. if you have, if you have property uh-huh. taxes and mortgage interest and and a lot of medical expenses, and if you're, you know, into making big charitable contributions, uh, you could exceed the twenty-seven seven for for a couple's filing jointly, mm-hmm. or the thirteen eight fifty. Uh, but you know, at the same time, a lot of people don't. I mean, you're you're limited to ten thousand dollars as far as your property taxes are concerned. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mortgage interest would be extremely high if you're going to get to that twenty seven seven. So and, and you know, but again, if you have high medical expenses, I've had clients that do a lot of dental work. I've had clients that uh, had you know some sickness in their family and they have high medical expenses. I have a lot of clients that make a lot of charitable contributions during the course of the year, cash and otherwise. So yes, uh, but but the standard deduction is up, uh, and that's good news. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to hear that, and that's going to benefit people 
uh, where, yeah, you might not be able to deduct your taxes, uh, your property taxes and other mortgage interest that you have, but, but that standard deduction is going to help. Yeah, it will. I mean, that, and don't forget about the exemptions too, you know, so a buddy of mine just had a baby. So, you know, he's got, uh, you know, it's not just the two of them anymore. It's the two plus one. So they've got that, that, those exemptions as well. And that, like, for instance, 27.7 for married couples, standard deduction going up to, I think, what, 13.850 for single. That's yep. next year. That will apply when you do your taxes that next year. For this year, yes. Okay, yes, for, for this, this year's. For, okay. For 2023. Okay. All right. Well, hey, there's some good news. Um, opportunities Marty looks for all the time for his clients. 888-519-9096 to schedule with Marty. 888-519-9096. So this was more of a secure act thing, but you can contribute more to your retirement plan. Yes, that's absolutely true. And I, and I encourage everybody to do just that and, and, and to contribute uh, the maximum if you can. Uh, the maximum is $30,000. If you're over 50, it's $22,500 plus an additional $7,500 in the catch-up provision. That's in 401ks and the TSP, uh, 457s, 403bs, all those plans that you may have at your, at your job. Uh, you can contribute up to $30,000. And IRAs also have increased in the contribution. That's increased to $6,500. And if you're over 50, add another 1000 So you can contribute another $1,000 up to $7,500 in a traditional IRA. So I encourage everybody to do that, especially if you're looking at retiring in the next several years, three to five years. Absolutely. Now's the time. The more money you have in retirement, the happier you'll be. And yeah. now's the good time to to contribute the maximum to those uh, accounts and, uh, and, and definitely, uh, you know, save as much as you can. And that doesn't preclude you from saving outside of your 401k or saving outside of your uh, 403b or TSP at work. Uh, I'd encourage you to do that as well. Keep mm-hmm. that emergency fund loaded and packed. So yeah. keep saving because in retirement with inflation, with what's going on in the world today, if you're going to be retiring soon with inflation being what it is and the economy doing what it's doing, I encourage you to have a nice nest egg on the side. Any selling opportunities or, or as far as that goes, selling your assets and what should you be aware of with taxes? Well, you know, it depends what you're selling. I mean, I have clients that are selling real estate and they're they're making a killing mm-hmm. because the real estate market is still hot in a lot of areas. It has cooled off because interest rates are higher, uh, but uh, they've they've been making a killing. Uh, you know, if you're if you're looking to sell uh, assets in your port- portfolio, your brokerage account, whatnot, you know, hopefully you've had some gains. And you can offset those gains with some losses, uh, so you so you don't get killed. Because remember, you can only you can only deduct three thousand dollars off of your income tax on on brokerage account mm-hmm. uh, losses. So it's really important to make sure, uh, you know. And the same thing with capital gain tax. Capital gain taxes have not gone up. So uh, for you know long term capital gains, you know the maximum is twenty percent. Um, you know, so so that's something to take into consideration as well. This one is uh, another Secure Act 2.0 thing, and it, it raised the required minimum distribution age from 72 to 73. And eventually, it'll go to 75. Is that a good or a bad thing? Because I've heard both sides of that. Well, for my for most of my clients, most of my clients they don't need the money, mm-hmm. they don't want the money, but they have to take the money. Uh, so it's a good thing. Uh, the, the the fact that you know, I, as a matter of fact, I talked to a client who turned seventy two this year, uh, 
And he called me up and he said, well, you know, should I, should I do it now or should I wait till the end of the year? And I said, well, you can wait till next year because they just increased the, <laughs> the RMD age to 73. So you have another year that you don't have to take money because he didn't want to, mm -hmm. but he has to. Uh, and, you know, it's a good problem to have. So the, the, the key is that, yes, the, the, uh, the, the age, the mandatory age to take distributions now is 73. It is going to eventually trickle up to age 75, which is, I look at it as a good thing. Uh, it eliminates RMDs for, uh, for Roth 401ks because there's, there's a difference there's a difference in the way the IRS would look at a Roth 401k versus a Roth IRA. Roth 401ks, there's a required distribution amount that you'd have to take at age 72 or now age 73. They've eliminated that RMD for Roth account, so you don't ever have to take from a 401k or an IRA Roth. That starts next uh, year, right? The, uh, that starts okay. in 2024, yes. Uh, so RMDs, you know, that's that's a, I look at it as a good thing. The penalty has dropped from 50 to 25 percent if you're if you're late or you forget about it or you don't take the distribution. Mm -hmm. uh, I try I make sure that my all my clients stay compliant and, and there is no penalty. Right. But, right. Um, you know, for those that aren't my client, uh, you know, you could be easily become my client by giving me a call and uh, make sure that you stay compliant and stay that you make sure that you take those distributions in a timely manner. And there's no no worry about penalties. I wonder if they'll say if they drop it to 25, will they um eliminate that I've always heard you, you get at least a one-time I'm sorry I forgot <laughs> elimination well, of it you know, will they get rid of gonna, that they're going to excuse you yeah. uh, <laughs> you're dealing with the IRS yeah dude. right I know so probably not <laughs> I like that you make sure that there's a zero penalty for your clients yeah, no, all my clients remain compliant I put it on autopilot mm -hmm. you know depending on what the way the client wants it I mean I have most of my clients they take their distributions around Thanksgiving time Time. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the holidays. They need a little extra money, so they they don't need the money during the course of the year. I have other clients that just say, "Let's take it as a monthly supplemental income." So we set it up however however you want. We'll set it up that way, so you can get those distributions. But the key is to make sure that you stay compliant and that there are no penalties. That you're that you're taking the amount that you need to take every year. You you should be getting a notice from the company that's managing that money. And with that being the case, definitely want to make sure that you take that money by the end of the year. I usually say tw by the end of uh, the year, by meaning December 31st. Mm -hmm. So this way there's no confusion. Right, right, exactly. But, uh, it, it's, it's something that you really have to consider to make sure that you stay up to date and stay compliant. And like I said, I automatically do it for my clients on an, on an it's auto, I put it on autopilot. So it's, it's uh, you know, because I'm the type, I'm the first one that would forget. And so I make sure that it's it's done so the clients don't have to worry that they're uh, getting their distribution in a timely manner. Well, what opportunities can Marty find for you? Here's the chance to find out. Schedule a limited opportunity right now at, for, at no cost, no obligation for a comprehensive review. All it is, it takes a simple phone call. Give me a call. My number is 888 519-9096. You'll call that number. You'll hear me on the recording. Just leave me a short message and I will get back to you sometime this morning. Uh, everybody I meet with gets a copy of my book, Retirement Smart America. I'm still proud of the fact that it's a number one bestseller on Amazon. So give me a call and we'll set up these plans for you. We'll put together the Guaranteed Lifetime Income Plan in addition to the Social Security Maximization Report. And we'll make sure that your your retirement's a smooth transition. If you're already retired, we'll make sure that everything goes smoothly going forward. But give me a call. 888-519-9096.
888-519-9096. Yeah, getting to know you and then determining with you what are the best strategies for you and, and the information that you get, it's yours, whether you go forward with Marty or not. That's the no obligation part. But you're going to, you know, if you like what you hear, then Marty's available to work with you and build that plan. Again, it's 888-519-9096, 888-519-9096. And Marty, what is up next? A successful retirement plan has multiple income streams, and there's plenty of strategies to achieve the cash flow that you want and need in retirement. One way is an annuity. Love them or hate them. They're a solid tool in the retirement toolbox, and we'll unpack some annuity pros and cons right after the break. Stay tuned. Back with Financial Safari and Marty Neville of Smart Money Solutions. That's his firm. He's licensed in at least 19 states. We say it, uh, why? You wonder why so many states? Because he has clients who move and he wants to uh, continue. They want to continue the relationship with Marty. Marty's book is uh, Retirement Smart America. You get a copy of that when you meet with Marty. Uh, We've talked about annuities here, Marty, and you have explained on this show uh, there are different kinds of annuities. There's certainly pros and cons that come with annuities. And there's a lot of confusion about annuities. Uh, Some people may think um, or have heard, no, no, annuities are bad. And and I like when you break this down. uh, There's no... There's good, there's bad. You, you find the good exactly. in there's, them. There's always good and bad with anything. And right. people, people say to me all the time, well, I've heard that I could lose all my money in annuity. I've heard that the fees are real expensive in annuities. Mm-hmm. They're usually talking about variable annuities, which is a product that I don't offer. Right. Because you're directly in the market with a variable annuity. You're in mutual funds. And they're charging you 25 to 3% annual fees for being in the market and losing your money potentially. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't offer those products. I only offer fixed, fixed indexed, and single premium immediate annuities. There are there are four different types of annuities. I offer three of the four. I don't offer the variable. Not the variable. Again, most people, when they hear about annuities, they think that, you know, they knew somebody that lost money. They lose somebody that, that got burned with an annuity. And again, chances are they're talking about a variable product, a variable annuity, which again, I, it's something I don't offer. I offer fixed and fixed indexed. They're great products. They offer guaranteed lifetime income. They have minimum interest rates. Uh, they're just they're phenomenal products. They they're they're not for everybody. No investment, no one investment is for everybody. Mm-hmm. But uh, they they do have a place in a retirement portfolio, and I offer them uh, to every client. Uh, when I put these plans together for you, because I think an annuity is is an appropriate vehicle. It protects the money. You don't have to worry that if the market goes down, you're going to lose your money. You know, a fixed index annuity is, it it protects you from the downside. It it only gives you the upside potential with no downside risk. So what that means is if the market goes up, you can benefit from the upside potential. If the market goes down, you're protected from those losses. So you can you can still have uh, when the market does start coming back, mm-hmm. you could still benefit from those increases in the market without having to worry. If the market goes down further, you're going to lose further. So you're not going to. And and I've you know I've got a lot of people that are very interested that have been moving a lot of their money with me because they they're they've had enough. Every ten years, it seems, you know, we lose twenty, thirty, forty, fifty percent of our portfolios. 
because the market is is unpredictable and and because of things we have no control over, such as political issues and and uh, uh, geopolitical events. When you talk about the ability to enjoy when uh, the good times when the market's up, but the uh, safety and not not affecting your principal. I mean, for first off, it sounds like uh, bank account plus, <laughs> where right. you you right. your money's safe, your principal is safe, but you have the ability to grow it. Is that a fixed indexed annuity with those yes, features? It's like okay, a, it's like a it's like a CD on steroids, <laughs> right? You know, there. If, if you know, if you put your money in a CD at the bank and the market goes down, what happens to your money? Nothing. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, right. it's it's the same thing with a fixed index annuity or a fixed annuity. But you get more. A fixed annuity. Uh, a fixed annuity is is basically the insurance company is giving you a, a, a fixed interest rate, you know, three percent, four percent, whatever they're offering at the time for a certain period of time. That's what a fixed uh, annuity is. A fixed indexed annuity also offers a, a fixed interest rate, a, a guaranteed interest rate. But at the same time, it also offers you the opportunity to benefit from the market upside without that downside risk. So, you know, one of the criticisms is fees. You know, with variable annuities, like I said earlier, there are two and a half to three percent annual fees in a variable yeah. annuity. With a fixed or fixed index annuity, there are no fees. They offer riders that have fees, small fees, usually less than one percent. But the annuities themselves, there are no fees, so you you don't have to worry. It's the same thing like a CD. Uh, you know, if you if uh, if you put your money in a CD, they're guaranteeing you X amount of interest for a certain period of time. Uh, you know, if you cancel that CD early, there's a fee. The same thing with a fixed or fixed index annuity. If you cancel early, there's a fee and it's a decreasing fee. Uh, so every year, the you know, let's just say the first year it starts at 10%, the second year it's nine, the third year it's eight and so on. With a CD, if you put your money in a CD, the, the, fee, is, the fee stays the same if you cancel early. Mm -hmm. It never decreases. So, so there's a lot of advantages to annuities. There's there are more advantages than disadvantages. Uh, with the right and, ones. And they're, yeah. they're, they're strong products, and I use them regularly with, uh, with almost every client that I work with. What about taxes with annuities? How does that work? Well, with the good thing about uh, f fixed and fixed index annuities is there are no taxes to pay except when you start taking distributions. So it's it's a tax-deferred product. So uh, let's just say you put $100,000 of savings in there, and it gives you a 5% bonus. Now your account's worth $105,000. you are not going to get a 1099 at the end of the year to pay tax on that $5,000 that mm -hmm. you just earned. Uh, the only time you're going to pay tax on that money is when you take a distribution. Okay. So, and the same thing with an IRA. I have a lot of my clients, they put all their IRA money in, in these annuities because they want to protect that money. They're going to be living off of it the rest of their life. They don't want it uh, evaporating in the market, which a lot of people have seen their 401s and their IRAs. Uh, to, you know, evaporate before their very eyes because of the market conditions. There are no taxes to pay until you start taking distributions. And then when you start taking the distributions or RMDs at 73, then you're going to pay tax on the distribution amount that you have to take out of the account. But uh, the, the taxes are, are fantastic. And, the, you know, one of the interesting things, getting back to variable annuities, uh, they're taxed uh, the same way, only when you take a distribution. But the interesting thing about variable annuities is they offer a death benefit feature. That's why you're paying such high fees is they're offering a death benefit uh -huh. feature. The death benefit is not tax-free. 
So uh, if you want to, if you want to get life insurance, get life insurance. It's it's tax right. exempt. The death yeah. benefit with a with a variable annuity, the the death benefit is not tax exempt. Yeah. So you have to pay tax. It's kind of like benefit. if you if I get a, a product and it has all these perks, I really want the base product. I don't want all the perks, but I still have to pay for it. Well, yeah. I mean, that's with exactly. anything. I'm talking about whether it's a. Uh, whatever it is. I mean, a lot of times I, I've found myself in that situation. We're going over annuities with Marty Neville, and it, it's important to do this from time to time because there is a lot of confusion about annuities. 888-519-9096, 888-519-9096. And Marty can, uh, after getting to know you, find out, you know, is an annuity particular the kind he deals with good for you? Um, as far as we talked about if you have, for instance, fixed index, it's almost like, yeah, a bank account or CD on steroids. What about lack of liquidity concerns and what would they apply to? Well, if you're, you know, as far as an annuity is concerned, most annuities, they have a surrender period anywhere from five to 10 years. Uh, and you and you have the ability to take out 10% of that account on an annual basis. Now, if you're if you're putting your IRA, let's say, into an annuity, let's say you put a half a million dollars into the annuity with your IRA, you're not going to want to take 10% out because 10% is a lot more than your required minimum distribution at age 73, number one. Number two, 10% of 500000 that's $50,000. Can you imagine the tax consequence on $50,000 of untaxed money? So I, I don't recommend taking out that much, but you have the availability, you have the liquidity. So when people think, well, I can't get my money, that's that's a, a wives' tale. That's that's just you know hogwash. That's not true. Mm -hmm. You do have liquidity. You have availability to take your money, especially if it's an IRA. You're required to take your money, so the okay, companies right. can't can't withhold your money from you. Uh, and, and if you die, the money goes to your beneficiary. So it's not like the company keeps your money. There are annuities out there like that. I don't offer them, but there are annuities out there like that where if you die, the company keeps the balance. Uh, but but again, I, I make sure that the money is going to go to your beneficiaries in the, in the event of your death. But there is plenty of liquidity. Uh, you have the availability to take money out. Uh, God forbid you have a, a, a terminal illness or you're in a nursing home. You have the availability to take all of the money out. You have to pay tax on it, but uh, you have the availability to take all the money out with no costs, no fees. It's also important to note that if you win the lottery and you don't take the lump sum, that's an annuity. A if you have a pension, that's an annuity. And Absolutely. I think even Social Security, is that an annuity? Uh, Social Security is classified technically as an annuity, as yes. As an annuity. So uh, it's, 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 a, it's a, like a, pen a personal pension plan. So, yes, uh, pensions are annuities. Uh, and you're right. Every, every state uses annuities for people who win the lottery. If you don't take the lump sum, which I usually don't recommend that you do, and I do have two clients that did win the lottery, <laughs> and uh, wow. we, we you know put together plans for them and set up a family foundation and whatnot. Wow. So there's a lot of things we can do. But uh, yes, I uh, if you if you were to win the lottery and take the money over the 20 years or however long they offer it for, 
that would be buying. In other words, what the state is doing is the state is buying an annuity from an annuity company. You're getting a check from an annuity company. Okay. Okay. So it's uh, definitely, if you do win the lottery, give me a call. So I'll be happy to put together. And even if you don't win the lottery, call and take advantage of the opportunity. Marty can go through with you um, the annuities that he uses, which he feels are in the best interest of of his clients. Does one suit you? I mean, that's one way to find out, and that's to schedule a limited opportunity now at no cost, no obligation. Absolutely, Dave. So, yes, with annuities, I don't have anybody who puts all of their money in annuities. It's, but but having part or some of your portfolio in an annuity to protect it, uh, that's smart and prudent. So give me a call, and we'll, we'll have a discussion about the whole situation, about your specific situation. Give me a call. My number is 888-519-9096, and we'll put together a plan for you. We'll have a nice discussion. We'll see what's what's best for you. It may or may not be in your best interest, but we won't know until we have a sit-down meeting. So 888-519-9096. We can meet at the, either at the office or initially on the phone, depending on our schedules. I uh, am about two weeks out, so give me a call so we can get you in the schedule. I do have cancellations now and then, so we can fit you in, but I can't do a thing until you call. So 888-519-9096 is my number. You'll hear my friendly voice on the recording when you do call. Just leave me a short message, and I will get back to you sometime this morning, and we'll put together you know, a time we can meet and the plans at no cost and no obligation. It's just very important to, to get everything you have together and in order and organized where it becomes a retirement plan and the one best for you. That's where Marty comes in. 888-519-9096. 888-519-9096 to schedule this comprehensive review. A limited opportunity, no cost, no obligation. What's up next, Marty? You know, Dave, unfortunately, when when faced with the loss of a spouse, there are many, many decisions that have to be made and the wrong financial decision can be costly. And we're going to try and avoid that. So when we come back after the break, we're going to have talk about mistakes to avoid when your spouse passes away. So stay tuned. Financial Safari and back into the conversation with Marty Neville. I'm consumer advocate Dave Perkins in the get together with Marty every week here. We talk retirement, of course, because that's what Marty does. That's what he specializes in and helping so many clients through the years and uh, all over, really, as we mentioned, licensed in 19 states. His firm is Smart Money Solutions and his book is Retirement Smart America. And he can help you, too, and, and love to meet with you in person to talk about uh, what would be the best strategies for you. Marty works with uh, single people, with widows and widowers, with people who are divorced, and with couples. And when, when Marty, when you meet with couples, you meet uh, with keeping it in mind uh, that one will pass away before the other. And so your plan incorporates that. But then and eventually, as you said, unfortunately, it does happen. What happens then? It's kind of nice to have that that financial relationship not only established with you, but also the plan kind of built with that in mind uh, for when it does happen. Well, you know, I, I do a lot of my clients' estate planning as well. So I put together their living trusts or their wills, powers of attorney. So I do all of that. And in addition to the financial side of it, I do estate planning as well. So yes, when, when the time, you know, when unfortunately your spouse passes away, 
there's a probably a few things that need to be accomplished and and uh, you know filing tax status uh, filing your final return for your spouse making sure that's done properly uh, if you have a CPA I mean I, again I do a lot of my clients taxes and I just had a client this past year pass away so when I do their taxes I have to put the date of death on the return for the spouse that passed away so uh, so we can take them off and now the the, the, the surviving spouse is going to be filing single, but yes, you have to make sure that you're that you're uh, tax you're not ignoring the tax possibilities or implications, uh, and making sure that your income is going to be meet because you don't for, don't forget you lose one of the social securities when yeah. the spouse when one spouse passes away. So you keep it's the something highest. to really take into consideration. Yes, you keep the higher of the two, but you do lose the smaller uh, benefit. And so that your income is going to be affected if your spouse had a pension, is there, are there survivor benefits on the pension? Uh, so there's a lot of different things that have to be taken into consideration. Uh, mainly, though, is, is, you know, initially is, you know, not ignoring any of the tax consequences of, of a spouse passing away. Yeah, because, I mean, it obviously, uh, as far as the tax situation, it favors married couples. So then all of a sudden you're finding yourself in a single situation. You're back to individual. Which, right, right. Yeah. You're filing single now. Yeah. So there, there is no, uh, you know, it's either single, married, filing jointly, married, filing separately. Uh, so, you know, you're fi- going to be filing going forward. And again, I do a lot of my clients' ta- income taxes on an annual basis. And I had a, a couple of clients that have passed away over the years. And now the, the, the surviving spouse is filing single. So it's it's something that just has to be done. It's just a natural course uh, of action that, that must be taken. Uh, you know, but don't, again, don't forget, you know, Social Security, you're going to lose that one Social Security. Yeah. Uh, in, uh, income from a pension, income from annuity. So there, there's a lot of things to take into consideration that uh, that I have to sit down. I mean, I sat down with a woman a couple of years ago that her husband handled everything. Mm. He handled all the bill paying. He handled all the everything. He handled the mortgage. He handled everything. She knew nothing. And uh, it took about six months to untangle the, the web that uh, that he had weaved, uh, that we had to uh, make sure that she understood how things worked and make sure that we get everything on track. And, and it just took a while because, uh, you know, I encourage, and that's why I like to sit down with both the husband and the wife mm-hmm. in these, in these consultations and meetings and making sure that everybody's on board, everybody understands. And that if, you know, something happens to one of them, uh, things will flow seamlessly and there won't be any major interruptions. They both have skin in the game, and and it could be uh, either the man or a woman, or it's always going to be one who is a, a little more into the finances. And so right. it's just important to for both have ownership in it. I may be looking at it too simplistically, but I always think when you develop a retirement plan for a married couple, that you have that plan B to fall back on in that unfortunate event. Well, sure. You know, I'm, and I realize that eventually somebody's going to pass away and, and we're, we're all going to pass away eventually. But uh, when I'm putting the plan together, I want to make sure that the income is going to be there for both of them for the rest of their lives. 
no matter what happens. So if, if a spouse does pass away, the income isn't going to be interrupted so dramatically that, that somebody's not, not going to be able to, to find, you know, food or, or, or be able to function on a regular basis yeah. and pay their bills. So I'm putting a plan together for long term and for every contingency. So it's, it's really important to make sure that, that you're, uh, you have this, this, uh, this plan in place and in hand to make sure that you're, uh, you're secure for the rest of your life. And if your spouse does pass away, you're still going to be able to function on a normal you know, daily basis with paying your bills and, and eating properly and, and not having to worry that you're not going to have enough money to meet the, your, your living expenses month to month. We're looking at what to be aware of in the, the event of the passing of a spouse and and with and in retirement. With, that's Marty's area, retirement planning. 888-519-9096, 888-519-9096. And you mentioned the change in the tax status. You mentioned you know, losing one of those Social Security checks. How do you avoid um, the, the temptation to start then maybe pulling from tax-deferred accounts, uh, maybe unplanned withdrawals to make up for that lost income? Well, that's, you know, don't panic. You know, if something were to happen to your spouse, you know, don't don't start withdrawing all the money from this place or that place, especially taxable accounts. Uh, it, it's it's more important to, to take things, you know, step by step, uh, methodically and and be be, uh, you know, try and keep, you know, I understand it's an emotional time. I've you know, I've been at I can't tell you how many of my clients funerals. Um, and I've, you know, work with the family. I work with your kids. If you have children, I work with, you know, the other people in the estate the, to make sure that things go smoothly. But if your spouse passes away, don't make any rash decisions and start pulling money for, especially from IRAs. There's a, there's a methodology. Yes. If your spouse had an IRA or a 401k, you're going to be able to put that in your name. But you want to do it properly so it's not a tax event. It okay. doesn't create a taxable consequence. So right. there's, a, there's a way to do it. There's a process to do it to make sure that yeah, it's done properly so there is not a taxable event. You wouldn't just pull it out you first. Money. Right. Yeah, right. Then. Well, right. now, that that's, it brings another question to me. Let's say the husband dies first and he was older and he was already at RMD age. Um, how can – does the surviving spouse then – continue with um, the RMDs or can they then delay the RMDs? Well, it depends on how old the spouse is. If, if she's roughly the same age, she's going to want to continue. She's going to need that income. Right. Because again, you, you lose that once you lose the lower social security. So she may need that income to sustain herself. And again, it depends on her income or her age. I'm sorry. It depends on her age. If she's under 59 and a half, I want to make sure that we can avoid the penalty by filing the necessary paperwork mm -hmm. because there is paperwork that you can file to get an exception to the rule of paying a, paying a 10% tax penalty if you're under 59 and a half. Okay. So okay. There, there, there are ways to to circumvent that and it's legal. I mean, this is, this is the IRS rules. I'm not, right. I'm not making anything rules. up here. Right. <laughs> I'm not just saying, Hey, let's do this and, <laughs> hey, and just not pay. Come around to the but, trunk uh, of my car here and yes, plus buy yes, this watch. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well now, yeah. and, and that's interesting too, because um, if they forget the RMD and they haven't done what you're talking about, the legal processes, then they could face that penalty. 
Yes, yes. So it's really important to make sure that you you know contact me or contact your financial advisor, your retirement advisor, whoever you're working with, to make sure that you don't forget to take those distributions. They are the even though your spouse is gone. Uh, it depends on how it's set up, but you want to make sure that if you're 73 years old, you've got to take those distributions, whether the whether you transfer the account to your name or not, the distributions are still required to be taken and you don't want to avoid the tax penalty. So uh, it's, it's, yes, definitely want to do that. You want to do what's in your best interest to make sure that uh, you stay compliant. That That's the key word here is stay compliant, uh, stay compliant. Uh, uh, stay uh within the rules so there's you're not you're avoiding the tax penalties you're avoiding putting yourself in peril uh by not taking that because and i've had clients unfortunately they haven't taken the rmds in a few years and all of a sudden they realize or they they meet with me and i say we've got a big problem here we've got to resolve and it ends up being uh you know calling the irs and, and working it out I just met with a groveling. Yeah, well, it's kind of, you know, figuring uh, it out. I met with a client. He hasn't filed income tax returns in, you know, in five years. Wow. And so we have to get that untangled as well uh, because he has had income. I, I'm still working on it to make sure that it's if it was under the limit, he doesn't have to file a return. Yeah. But uh, if it's if it's over the limit, he was going to have to, you know, file all those back returns and and see where we stand. But but the whole key is to make sure that uh, if a spouse passes away, once the dust settles and, and, and you start thinking with a clearer head, don't do anything initially, don't do anything rash, uh, be, because sometimes it might be irreversible uh, if you make a decision to do something that might be irreversible. So I don't want to put you in, I don't want you to put yourself in that position. Right. Uh, you know, give me a call. We'll we'll think through it. We'll think it through, and we'll we'll make sure that we have put a plan together for you, to to uh, to make sure that your income stays constant, uh, and uh, and you're going to be staying compliant, and your income is going to be uh, sufficient to meet all of your needs. Well, talk about that multi-layered plan, then, especially if it's with couples, but uh, with Marty and schedule that consultation. This is a learning event and it's at no cost, no obligation limited, of course, based on this schedule. Here's another opportunity to do that. Yes, sir. For the next 15 minutes, the phone lines are open. Give me a call. My number is 888-519-9096. We'll put together these plans for you at no cost, no obligation. We'll make sure that everything is going to be working properly for you for the rest of your life. That's the important part, making sure that your income is sufficient to meet your needs and your taxes are paid and life is good. 888-519-9096. Give me a call and I'll make sure your life is good. (laughs) That's what it's all about. (laughs) That's what it's all about. Uh, I am about two weeks out, so give me a call so we can fit you into the schedule and we'll set up a time to to meet either on the phone or at the office, 888-519-9096. It's a comprehensive review and it's about you. I think one more time on the number 888-519-9096 and the way we've closed this show out for years, Marty. Absolutely, Dave. We keep getting those questions from listeners, and I love it. Uh, So when we come back after the break, we're going to answer as many as we possibly can. We'll be right back.
Financial Safari back at it with Marty Neville, uh, Smart Money Solutions, his book Retirement Smart America, and uh, yeah, uh, it, all three all three names in that title apply to Marty. He's an American. <laughs> he does retirement, and he does it the smart way. Uh, I mean, that really is what it's all about. I mean, uh, having that the proper planning for retirement, something Marty can certainly talk to you about. Well, we've, we for years now we've closed this show with Marty answering questions that have come in from the listeners because because he knows they're important. Every every concern is different, equally important. Let's open with Andy here. He's saying, "I'm 50. I make 65,000 a year." And my company does not offer a 401k plan, but I recently opened a Roth IRA with a contribution of 10% of my paycheck. Is this a good investment for me? And how much can I expect to make in 10 years when I'm planning to retire? Wow, Andy. Uh, Retiring at 60. That's early. Let's see. You're going to put 10% of your $65,000 salary. So that's $6,500 a year. So by the 10 10 years, you'll have $65,000. You're not eligible for Social Security yet because you're retiring at 60. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's a problem, number one. Number two, what about health insurance? Because you're not eligible for Medicare for 65. It's right. Your 65s. So you're going to have to buy health insurance for five years, which could be upwards of a, a minimum of 1000 a, a, a month. Uh, I think that you're retiring in 10 years. Ain't gonna happen. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, it, it does seem like that. I mean, how much he doesn't? He's left a lot out. Like, does he have a lot already? Does he have something else going on? Or yeah, yeah. Did you have the money that you've already saved? Did you inherit something? Uh, are you married? Does your wife work? Uh, so uh, there's a lot of a lot of questions that you haven't asked, but. Uh, and and you're contributing 10%, so you're uh, into a Roth, so you're not even getting the tax advantage. Right. But uh, and that's all well and good. So how much can you expect to make every every year for 10 years out of 65,000 that you're going to save in a, a, at, at paying paying in at 10% a year of 65? So 6,500 a year for 10 years is 65,000. If you took 10% out a year. That would mean you'd be taking $6,500 out a year. There's no tax consequence, which is good because it's a Roth, but you're going to be out of money in 10 or 12 years. So yeah. uh, I, I, don't think, I don't think that your, your plan uh, is going to hold a lot of water unless you have other sources of income. I'm assuming your company doesn't offer a 401k. I'm just going to assume that they don't offer a pension. And so your sources of income are going to be any savings that you have plus Social Security. And so I would definitely, you know, recommend uh, that you uh, reconsider your 10-year 10 10-year 10 retirement plan uh, because I don't think you're going to make it. I just think you're going to need too much in income. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I would want to know how also how much you're expected to receive in Social Security either at 62 or 65 or 67, your full retirement age. And, and this way we can put together a plan for you. But, but uh, based on what you're asking here, uh, I don't see how you're going to be able to afford to retire in 10 years. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that is early, definitely, uh, especially with early, longevity. Factor in. He, he makes 65000 a year, uh, which, is, which is all well and good. And I'm assuming that's gross. So he's not taking home sixty five thousand mm-hmm. a year after taxes, you know. He's probably taking home fifty five thousand a year, 
And so he's putting, let's, let's assume that the 10% is based on the gross. So 6,500 a year is going into it. Does the company offer a match? Okay. They don't, you know, no, they well, wouldn't. No, obviously. They, yeah, there, yeah. There's no plan there. You're doing this on your own. So yeah. there is no, you're putting, it's your own match. Right. <laughs> uh, so you're, you're saving 10% of your income. Uh, you're just, I don't see, I don't, it, depending on what other sources of income you have. And, and I, I, I love when my clients have multiple sources of income. We talked about that earlier in the show. It's really important to have multiple sources of income, but what what the question is showing me here is only two sources of income: Social Security, and a, and a small Roth IRA in ten years. So, uh, depending on what kind of in, what kind of uh, investment you put that money into, and what kind of growth you can expect, um, you know, three to five percent growth a, a year on your contribution. So it's it's something that would be worthy of us sitting down and having a conversation about and finding out. Uh, really, if if your expectations are realistic, or more information, as we you know said, um, I mean, they could have just had a, as you said, there could be an inheritance in there, or I mean, he could be married and his wife's going to continue to work and make a really good salary. Who knows? Who knows? Right? Um, yeah. There's 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 yeah. a lot missing here. Yeah. You know, which is which is okay. You know, but I I need to get some of those other questions answered. Right. Right. Before I can give you a real, you know, right now on the face of it, uh, you're, 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 you don't have a realistic expectation to retire in 10 years because you haven't taken into consideration health insurance. You haven't taken into consideration other income sources such as Social Security. Uh, do you have, you know, did you, are you inheriting any money? Do, are you inheriting a building that's got rental income? Are you inheriting something else? So there's, there's other, other things that I have to look at. And hopefully, hopefully there's other sources there that are going to help you uh, meet that goal. But on the face of it, uh, I just I just think it's an unrealistic expectation on your part right now to retire in 10 years at 60 uh, without having sufficient means to support yourself properly. Yeah, Marty needs more information from you. Definitely 888-519-9096. If you'd like to have an extended conversation with him on this, 888-519-9096. Well, we definitely have time to get in, Janet. She's saying this. My mother-in-law is 61, and, and she says near retirement age. Actually, according to Andy, that's a year over. But <laughs> but yeah. she's yeah. she says uh, her, her she has savings, but nothing invested in the way of employer plans, IRAs, or anything like that. The initial plan has been to live within her means and rely on Social Security. Could she invest in bonds or maybe an index fund, or is there a structured plan that you would recommend? Well, there's there's a lot of different investments that you can invest in. It depends on... Uh, you know, how much you're willing to lose um, with the market doing what it's doing. Now is not the time to invest in bonds. Bonds are, are, are follow interest rates. As interest rates go up, bond values go down. Well, guess what? Interest rates are on their way up. So bond values are going down mm -hmm. and bonds aren't paying much in the way of interest anyway. So bonds might not be the, the way you want to go. Uh, an index fund is, is tied into the market. So you're following that index uh, and look what's happening to the indexes of late. I mean, we've had, you know, 30, 40% decreases in the market lately, uh, the past year, year and a half. So that might not be the way you want to go either. I usually recommend, again, I we talked about this earlier in the show about annuities. It's, it's something to think about. People, that's the last thing people think about is the safe money strategy, the money, the, the strategy that's going to give them the best opportunity to, to preserve what they've saved, 
make money at the same time and provide them with a guaranteed lifetime income. So I would definitely want to sit down with you, uh, with your mother-in-law, Janet, and uh, see what she's got, what sources of income she's got. To rely mainly on Social Security is not a very good strategy. Social Security was not intended to be your sole source of income. So I would like to sit down with her and, and see what uh, what other uh, savings that she has and what other finances she has and what we can do to put together a plan for her. So, yeah, give me a call so we can put together a plan for her. There's no cost or obligation for to meet with me. So uh, that that's <laughs> don't think I'm going to be sending you a bill. Exactly. Exactly. That's what makes it such a great opportunity. Um, okay. Well, we do have time to get in Randy here. What is a good rule of thumb to use when it comes to budgeting for long-term care insurance? Well, Randy, it depends how old you are. Uh, if you're, if you're under 60, it's probably going to be three to 5,000 a year, uh, for long-term for traditional long-term care insurance. If you're over 60, it's going to be five to eight thousand dollars a year, and it also also depends on your health, uh, because obviously you have to go through medical underwriting with long term care insurance. They don't want they don't want somebody who's already sitting you know sick and dying to buy long term care insurance. They want you healthy uh, because they want to make money off of that until such time as you need it. But uh, yeah, that's the rule of thumb when it comes to budgeting: uh, three to five thousand uh, for under sixty. Over 60, definitely want to think five to eight, maybe even more. I did uh, long-term care insurance several years ago for a woman. She was 72. She really didn't need it. She had enough money where she could self-insure, but she wanted it anyway. She didn't want to be a burden to her family of any kind. So it was uh, it was over $12,000 a year for her long-term care insurance to cover her at age 72. And she was relatively healthy, too. Well, there we go. Uh, you have questions. Marty has answers. Sometimes he needs more information. That makes sense. So he can even better help you. So that's when you can schedule to sit down with it, uh, something that's all about you and a limited opportunity to schedule a comprehensive review at no cost, no obligation. Yes, sir. For the last 10 listeners who call in, that's all I'm taking that now is 10 listeners. So 888 519-9096. Give me a call. We'll set up a time to meet. You'll hear my friendly voice on the recording. When you do call, you just leave me a short message, your name and phone number, and I'll call you back sometime this morning and we'll set up a time to meet, whether it's on the phone initially for a consultation or at the office. I have offices throughout the entire area. I am about two weeks out, so keep that in mind. But I would love to meet with you and put together a, a guaranteed lifetime income plan for you, as well as the Social Security Maximization Report, and uh, make life happily ever after for you. So mm -hmm. give me a call, 888-519-9096. A comprehensive review about you, about your retirement, about what would be the best strategies to help you get the retirement you want. I mean, you know, you have your resources, your assets, your savings. You also have your dreams about your retirement. They're important. And, yeah, you have a timeline, and if it's important to you to meet that timeline, Marty will roll up his sleeves and see how to best get you there. If not, if he doesn't think that you, it can happen, then 
Well, then there are alternate strategies. 888-519-9096 to schedule with Marty Neville. Again, the number is 888-519-9096. Next 10, if you're among the next 10 to call in, this is at absolutely no cost and absolutely no obligation. This is not a sales event. It's more of an educational, informational event. Uh, Marty has said many times on this show, the information you get out of this, he doesn't snatch it away from you if you don't go forward with him. If you do, wonderful. All right, then uh, working together to get your retirement built. And then like so many having that relationship with Marty, where even if they move out of the area, he picks up a license in their new state so that that retirement partnership can continue. 888-519-9096 for Marty Neville. And thanks so much for joining us. We're back next week here, same time with Marty Neville and Financial Safari. We'll see you then. Radio. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Peter J. Deruta or his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Annuity guarantees are based solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Individuals should thoroughly review the contract for specific details of the product features and costs. Income payments and withdrawals from deferred annuities are generally taxable as ordinary income in the year they are taken.